Hello, how do you do, fellow audience? How do you do, fellow podcast host? It's me and Rich, or Rich and I, the, the, your favorite the host. And I. I had to adjust my camera. I moved my monitors around again, as you could tell, because I'm at a different angle. I noticed angle. from your from your camera perspective. <laughs> I was going to comment on it, on it, but I just thought you were being... Oh, you're just being fun. Yeah, I guess I'm being fun. I do it occasionally. I just swap which side of the desk my monitor's on. I feel like it's just me vying for control of something. I mean, you gotta you gotta shake it up a bit sometimes. And then you got the nice, you got a better breeze from this window now. It's a whole thing. Look at quality of life improvements. I can now I have that side of the desk to write on, so I can pensively stare out the window. It's always the little things. Yeah. You get a nice breeze of fresh air. Yeah, exactly. Now I can see more of your room. I got a different angle. It's looking nice. Thank you. See the Super Famicom on the Retron back yeah, there, right behind just hanging you. Out. It's it's very nice. Thanks, man. Welcome everybody to the Geckos Gamecast. I am Eric, and across the virtual table from me, as always, is Rich. What's going on? Nothing. I was talking to the audience. Oh. And. We're doing the show. <laughs> this is the show. Uh, Rich, how are you doing? I'm all right, man. Um, I've been playing some games. Uh, who Who is time for that? I do. In particular, the game I've been playing, I think you'd really be into, so I'm excited to tell you about it. Is this... I don't want to jump right into it yet. Is this the, the visual novel thing it, where you try to find a merit of a visual novel... Esque and almost as as weird as it sounds, and we'll delve into it more later. It's almost like a third person Phoenix Wright. <laughs> I've seen the trailer for it, but I gotta admit I didn't absorb anything from it because I was thinking I'll look this up later. It just never uh, happened. Imagine if, and I'll give you the quick sell before I really talk about what I've done in it. Imagine it at the beginning of a Phoenix Wright game. You basically give yeah. it a lot of context, but you weren't you, like, and then you were set free in a world and given as much time as you wanted to gather as much or as little evidence as possible, and then you just go back to the courtroom and start the trial once, you, once you're once you satisfied. Really? Yeah. So technically, you could start the oh, game with nothing. From the very with start, nothing. I could just talk... I could take the evidence the judge lays out for you of what they've collected before you arrive, and I could just go to trial with that. I want to hear more about this, but first... <laughs> I would say that, uh, you know, it's been hard to play games in quarantine, Rich. It, it's hard to do a lot in quarantine. I really haven't, I, I gotta admit, I don't have the drive to play a lot of games. Sometimes I play Got the COVID blues. some games and then I go for a walk, shake it all out, you know? That's a good idea, you know, because some, you know... I got, the, I got those COVID blues some days where I'm playing a game, but I feel like my heart's not in it. And then I'm thinking, well, I don't want this. This isn't the experience I'm looking for. Because I just feel like I'm going through the motion. But, this week, I'm committed to playing a little bit more. And enjoying myself. Just a tad. And I think it's because, you know what, I've been cooped up in this apartment the entire time. And I don't go for walks on the daily. I and I think everybody should. I have been doing, at least every other day, I've been going for like a solid hour, hour and a half walk at night. And I would highly recommend it. You know, get out, stretch the legs. Even yeah, if you just, just like walking you. up to like a store to get a coffee or something, you know, just give yourself a reason to get out of the house for a little bit. That's what I'm talking about. Cause I feel like you know everybody stays cooped up, they go crazy out there. Not me personally, but I can understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
But enough about that. I'm here to talk about VGs. Now tell me, with this game Paradise Killer, that's right. Is baby. this on consoles as well? Yeah, I'm playing it on Switch. Ooh. Well, now um, we're talking. And I should give give a shout out to the devs for throwing me the code. Um, I will have a written review up over at SwordChomp.com uh, probably sometime later this week when you're listening to this. Uh, so I've been plugging away at that. Paradise Killer is a... It's kind of what you said is the thing. It's a third-person game, but it's very much a visual novel that lets you like explore its world in order to move the narrative along, if that makes sense. So on its surface, though, it's one, one case. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the setup, basically, how the game starts. Okay. You play as a character named Lady Love Dies, who... Uh, uh, and you're given a lot of context for this world. The world is fucking bonkers, and you, you start to sort of understand a little bit more as it goes on. Basically, um, everyone in this world lives on um, an island, like the, this paradise. And basically what happens is the world is filled with like demons and ancient gods and stuff like that. So basically they'll try and build a world as perfectly as they can, and there's this council that oversees everything. And they're constantly trying to build a better island. I, I believe you're on the 24th sequence in Paradise Killer. This is the 24th version of the island. Um, okay. Basically, something will always happen where the island is overrun by demons. And they have to destroy it and build a new one and, and start over. And on the eve that the 25th island was supposed to be born, and this time it was supposed to be perfect. They were supposed to have finally achieved Paradise. Uh, the entire council is murdered. Um... And Lady Love Dies, the character you play as, has was been exiled for three million days to this uh, sort of, like, purgatory-esque island uh, because she fucked a demon. Um, she was horny for Satan, and they said, sorry, sister, uh, but she used to... We, we don't got time for your horniness yeah, here. Yeah, like, I respect her drive. You want to fuck a demon, you fuck a demon. Good for you. Um... But basically, she used to be, like, the lead investigator of this uh, Paradise Squad. And so they bring her back. The The judge does. The, the judge is one of my favorite characters in this. Basically, the, ju- the conceit of the judge is this person agreed to become completely impartial. So he gives up everything about his identity and becomes one with the island to become the judge. Uh, and the judge calls you back into action after the council is murdered. And tasks you with investigating it. And the main reason is, one, you used to be the island's best investigator. And you weren't on the island. So you're the only person that couldn't possibly be a suspect. Right. Um, so it's it's a super interesting hook. And you start to learn more about this world as it goes on. Like, everyone is, like, weirdly immortal in some ways. But, but like, they can be killed. But because of the nature of this world, they've lived, like, forever. So you'll look at, like information about people and it'll be like born 1001 ad so when they reset these islands though does everybody die and then get reborn they're not really like clear on it it seems like they that might be the case but it seems like they have their memories of those past islands so you are a grizzled detective who was banished because you were horny horny for satan yes. and what about uh was it actually satan it was a demon so no- where's the demon in all this? Uh, there is a demon, not the one you fucked, but there's a demon named Shinji who pops up a lot. Uh, so Sounds far like some real slut shaming in this and game. My fa- I don't appreciate My favorite that. thing about Shinji... Sounds like this demon's running free. Shinji is he pops up, he just gives you some info, and then in order to vanish, he just explodes. 
Uh, also, like dies. Like, no, he literally just like laughs, and there's an explosion, and then he's gone. Oh, I like that. Uh, also, th- there's so, a character named Doctor Doom Jazz, and he has a mohawk, and he might be my favorite person in this game. Did they ever explain why they all sound so fucking weird? What? Do you- and by namesake? Uh, no. Like, what's up? It- it's it's like Lady Love Die. It's like this weird cyberpunk occult world. Like, it's kind of bonkers. I'm okay with that. That's cool. I've been watching a... Uh, what was it? Dore Hidoro or whatever? Oh, Doro, Doro Hidoro. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So all of this sounds... Uh, it, I've seen strange things already, so I'm kind that. of desensitized yeah. to a lot of strange You've that been, I'm here. I'm just listening to this with a straight face seeing, because to me, I'm like thinking, all right. You've been seeing my boy Fujita. <laughs> um, so you're on this island and is it... Now, the way that the game is presented to you graphically... I know that it was very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. With that retro wavy. It's it's very style. like 80s cyberpunk looking. Yeah, the the immediate game that I always get drawn to is usually <coughs> Blood Dragon for when they're purposely trying to uh it's, invoke it's that style. In fact, like leaning into that style, when the game starts, you're given the hook and you're on the island Lady Love Dies has been imprisoned on for 3 million days. And okay. you sort of take a phone call and they're like, "All right, come back to the island." And you're like, how am I going to get there? And they're like, oh, the gate's down. You can just drop. You'll be you'll be fine. Like because it's the paradise, you you won't bu- uh, be killed when you fall from there. So literally, the game starts with you walking out, and you realize this exile island is just like a mi- hundred miles above the actual island, and you just drop. And as you slam into the ground, the title card just comes up. What? And I'm looking at... So I, I knew... I had a question about this, too. Is it 3D? Yes, but all the characters, when you encounter them, are just, like, static images. Yeah, that's what I figured, because I saw in the trailer, I saw kind of 3D-ish, but not really 3D-ish. So I'm guessing it's the, kind of this nice little blend of the both. The world is 3D. When the actual gameplay, like, exploration bits are first-person three, uh, first person 3D world. This is so strange. It's so... I don't think... <laughs> this is so strange. I've ever quite seen something like this. But... I give props to people for having this level of creativity because on paper, this would be nothing more than the ramblings of somebody who is mad. Yeah. But in the game, this looks like nothing more than the ramblings of somebody who is mad. Exactly. But, but stylish. That's what I think it does best is because the world is utter nonsense, but it doesn't feel a need to justify anything to you. Like, I'm pretty sure all the justification is there if you look for it. Like, there's, like, all these documents and, like, lore and stuff, but, like, this is the way the world works, and you just kind of got to roll with it. I dig it. And how much money is it? Uh, how much of my... I, let me check that out for you right How much now. coin does this run me? I beat you to it. It's twenty bucks. That sounded. That's what I thought, but I didn't pay for it, so I didn't want to tell you the wrong thing. I feel you. It's twenty dollars. It's on Switch, so that's an insta buy for me. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, because I do like Twitch. I mean, not I Switch. Also, Twitch is alright. Uh, uh, <laughs> I do like Switch, and I love <laughs> playing games on it. Are there achievements on Steam? No, there are not. That's it. I, as much as I don't like to pretend like I'm an achievement whore, I like Steam to... Steam achievements are probably the one blaze I don't give a crap. I There's something about... I don't... 
I don't know. I looked at my PlayStation trophies the other day, and I don't have a lot of them. I have a lo- PlayStation. I, I kind of care sometimes. Steam, I don't give a shit, and it's fucked up even to say because people are like that's because you could just hack Steam achievements, but that's not why. If there was some sort of really gratifying sound effect when you got a Steam achievement, that's all I need. That's how fucked up my brain chemistry is. You just need a nice MP4 right there to yeah, just yeah. Like you know which one I love the sound of more than anything. That the fucking sound where you get um, an Xbox achievement that less than ten percent of the players have, and it gives like the diamond Ye- twinkle sound. Well, yeah, and then there's even um, even with just earning those kinds of achievements too with Steam as well. Uh, it's gratifying to just see how low a percentage that people ha- who have gotten the similar or not have gotten that. So you can lord over them. It's just so low. Um, it's so fucking shot. It, it reminded me of how I, I looked up this one time. This uh. Just this general statistical report, so you can imagine that a lot of the information must have been fabricated, because 23% of all articles you read are fake. Um, what do you mean? Are you, you telling you me... I mean, the stats uh, are all there. Stats are, you are all there. Hillary didn't invent cancer? I'm not going to say that. Listen, I'm just... I'm not here to report such things, and I'm not going to have such I can neither crazy controversial opinions here. No, but it, it actually was talking about... Um, just how when you go to look at those achievements, like, oh, 13 people, percent of people like, got this achievement. It, it just, it really opens up the world to show you how many people just blindly buy games and really don't get it. Oh, yes. Yeah, they just don't give a shit. They're just like, here you go. Like, even the most popular games on the market, you'll see that really, for the last achievement or the last trophy or whatever it is, only like 40 people, 40% of people do it. Um, when you're just looking at it, unless the game is really like balls to the wall kind of fun and... Like, say, like, God of War, even if you look at the high amount of achievement completions, you still got a discrepancy of about, like, 20 to 30% of people, according to those stats. And that's wild. It's like, people are just buying games left what and right. Who would do that? Yeah, who would do that? As I look I'm, at my Steam I'm glad out. we never do anything like that. Uh, that was really my point to drive home. I'm not like that. But, this game sounds rad as hell. And it looks rad as hell. It looks like the kind of ridiculous thing that I'd be into. Yeah, I, I'm, ge- I'm guessing it's just oozing comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got all the, the fucking notes you want. And like I said, my favorite character, and I, I can't wait to talk to you a little bit more about this once you start the game, is a, a mohawk-clad physician named Dr. Doom Jazz. I think I see him in this picture. Is he the guy with his, the, his arms behind his yeah. head? Pink mohawk? Yeah, that's Dr. Doom Jazz. I see. I see this man who's just a skeleton. Oh, yep, that's totally a thing. Could be a woman, There's actually. I don't weird know. puzzle solving to get through gates where you have to, like, put demonic images together. Um, this game is great. It, it's also a I game that it. emphasizes early on that there is no autosaving whatsoever and you need to use the save points. Not bad. I like how uh, it's probably just a short and sweet visual novel. I'm sure there's going to be twists. Uh, I've been hearing it. about like six to seven hours on average. That's not bad for twenty dollars. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, I believe the completionist when I looked on uh, time to beat was about twelve hours. What a strange, strange game. Well, it's a visual novel. It's a murder mystery. You got me. Time to find out who done it. Time to find out who did it uh, in this. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna be God or something by the looks of it. Time but I'm to down. Kill God. Uh, that's really all i've been playing this week um, <laughs> it's like that's uh, it man. i have no. kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning uh that was sent to me also but i haven't had time to dig into that yet you know i've read that which is actually this is why steam is pretty cool with this 
number one, if you already have the previous game, this game is like 60% off. Yes. So I could actually get this game for like 20 It's bucks. also already, um, the Steam version is also already way cheaper than the console version. Yeah. It's yeah. 35, I believe, as opposed to 60 on consoles. I would tell others to lead with caution on this one. Because immediately I was just going to... It doesn't I have the seem original. like that much has been done to it. I've read that nothing has been changed to this one. Except for a very, very, very few little items that pertain to the game's difficulty. Um, um, the, the, the main thing is, and I'll say to keep this in mind for people who are interested. I have heard likewise not a lot has been done. Um, I think support will follow. And I say that because the main point here from what I've noticed was not really to completely overhaul it, but to get it back out into the wild because they are working on expansions for it. Like, Which I'm they're going to be putting out new content for it. Um, yeah, and, and I'm down for that. I don't think I put a lot of time into Amalur at the time. Maybe, like, 10 or 12 hours back in the day. Uh, it's it's something I'm going to be doing a review for as well. I'm, I'm interested to kind of... It, it almost seems more of, like, a, uh, like a post-op, like... I'm interested to see what still works and how far we've come in almost 10 years. Because yeah. I remember the world being fantastic, and I mean, when you have those kind of writing chops building a fantasy world from scratch, you kind of expect that. And sure. then you have Todd McFarlane. And you for those who don't pants. have the game at all, this is probably worth it for you to check out. But for those who do... I can't say it myself, but from what I always read, it also even has mixed reviews on Steam. You may mm-hmm. just want to play the original, and, or just look it up and make a decision for yourself here. It may just be worth waiting, as Rich was saying, too. You may get some DLC And later. to the residents of Rhode Island, I'm sorry, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're still... I, I, I heard Rhode Island's... astounded by how pissed they will forever be. I heard Rhode Island is changing its name to Amalur. <laughs> They would probably rather riot. In the <laughs> Could you imagine, and burn down imagine the a world, state. Eric, where Kingdoms of Amalur was so successful? Rhode Island changes its name to Amalur. The egg on their face. No, they would never. They would rather die on the hill because they're they're still pissed. They invented like a, they practically invented a new tax bracket post this game. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh. Um, but yeah. It's it's known to be a classic. It's not something I used to dive into it here and there back in the day. It made me just want to play the original again one more time. I'm gonna keep an eye on it though, because I could just spend sixteen dollars and get this. I think that's a pretty cool thing that Steam always does, or that the publishers do, where if you own it, you get a discount. Um, so I'm gonna keep an eye on that. Speaking of changed or different versions of games. Um, Tell me. The publisher of Control accidentally made a whoopsies, and what, what was it? They enabled... I'm trying to think of this before I even get to the news story. They basically toggled by accident um, the console upgrade yeah. mechanism in the back end that apparently only the remat, the ultimate edition, I don't even know what they call it, whatever edition it yeah, was that they just released... Yeah, it's supposed to have, and it's unique and exclusive. Apparently, this is something that is already in the game. It's something you could do yeah, the, relatively the easily, part and uh, they said it was otherwise impossible. Was, yeah, the confirmation now that, wait, there was just a button you could press? Yeah, and it was all completely by accident. It was so simple, probably... you did it on accident? <laughs> and, uh, and let me, uh, hold on. 
I'll get you the. Oh, it's the ultimate edition. I just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, it's that right. most recent. So, that $3 um, yeah, five hundred five basically was like, yo. Uh, this is impossible. We can't, we can't give you, a, pl- a console conversion version of the game. Uh, because it just won't work. You need the ultimate edition. It has this functionality that's unique. That's not true. And meanwhile, an intern was accidentally turning it on. Yeah, it's not true at all. It's you could just do it. So once again, 505 just continues to shit all over the legacy that Remedy is trying to building with their game. Uh, and it's a great game too, so it's a shame. I always get it's always shameful for this shit to get bad PR because people are gonna look at this and say I'm not supporting that. And I can't and blame them. I would have to support that yeah, decision. Yes, yeah. I'd say I wouldn't either. If I didn't already own the game, I wouldn't have it's either. A, What's it's the fuck? It's a shitty practice. I'm not gonna pretend it's not. Because you know what? You had CDPR saying that you'll get Witcher Three. Because we don't give a shit. There, there you go. Y'all are buying Cyberpunk, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, when you get games like that, and then you just get Control, which is saying, hey, you can do it, but you got to buy this $40 like, version of the w- game. It's just a shitty, shitty practice. You're not supporting the consumers at that point. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, tomorrow's, like, CD Projekt Red is like, yeah, The Witcher 3 is going to be available on PS5. In Cyberpunk, you can go to a VR bar and put on a VR headset and play The Witcher 3 in I Cyberpunk. I adore playing full games and other games. That's why I love Yakuza, I baby. You want to just, just go play all of Virtua Fighter and Yakuza? I always love that too. Just the idea of just putting on a VR headset and then it's literally just The Witcher 3, or even better, it's just Skyrim. And it's the intro to Skyrim where you're on the, with the wagon. Nothing. Thank God, finally awake, are you? I'll never forget the time I played so much Poyo Poyo in Yakuza 3 that I forgot I was playing Yakuza. And I like. Played more Poyo Poyo in Yakuza I, than actually I playing Yakuza. I backed Puyo out Puyo. of the Poyo Poyo menu and I was like, oh, right, I was playing Yakuza. I just gotta finish my Poyo Poyo game. Oh shit, there's a mission. Oh it's no, cool. Haruka's in trouble. <laughs> um, so yeah, just to say, you know, things can be done here. There are such things as good remasters and good releases of games, and there are such things as bad versions. Totally. Um, I'm gonna keep an eye on Kingdoms of Amalur, though. Because you know what? It may have more DLC changes. More people may buy it. It was on the Steam top seller list. Which surprised the shit out of me. Um, so I hope more people do give it a chance. And I, I think, like, despite the weird misgivings around its production, it was a game poised with this all-star team and is a franchise that I think is deserving of a second swing. Yeah, for everybody who is ever even remotely interested in this game, I implore you, look up the his- the development history of this game. It is some of the strangest, funhouse type of shit it just involves some. What was it? MLB. It was a former MLB. Yeah. Dude. But. Who? I'll give you the cliff notes. Is a guy for. Is a former professional athlete who said he wanted to make a big boy video game. Got the all star team that you could probably ever dream for. Paid out of the ass for it. Basically, almost bankrupted the entire state by taking this big ass city loan. And uh, destroyed Rhode Island. Then ran out of money. <laughs> Yeah, like, again, just in terms of, like, an all-star team, like, you had Todd McFarlane on art direction, you had R.A. Salvatore writing for the game. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know Salvatore, he's the fantasy writer who created Dritz Duerden. Um Just, like, fuck, dude. This game was supposed to be the hottest shit since sliced bread. And... Kurt, it's Kurt Schilling's fault. It's, ever, somebody's got to be blamed. We were, Kurt Schilling couldn't keep it all in? We were fresh out of high school. It was our first disappointment. I thought the cover, 
art of it looked amazing, and every time I even played the intro to it, I was like, I'm not playing this. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and then I got to it, <laughs> cause, and then I kept gave it another chance, or two more chances, said absolutely not. My first decision was sound, and then I actually started playing it, and it was a good game. I think that they should uh, add in some just, like, really give the reins to Todd McFarlane, and just add the ability to play as Spawn and Venom. Honestly, you'd probably sell a lot of copies. You'd probably sell the copies. People would say, yeah, I'm in that. Is that Venom? You can play their game as Amalor as Venom, and all his dialogue options are just asking people where Peter Parker is. God, what a... What if, I hope I, you know what? I really hope that they can get another team to just uh, correctly produce it and manage it. That's, Maybe you'll get another one hope. or not. Maybe it'll just die. Um, I only played two games. I beat Super Mario. Woo! Congrats, buddy. I beat Super Mario Very, last week. Be proud. It was shortly after the last cast where I almost lost my marbles because the game was just hard. And I said, you know what? What would what would uh future me say if I learned that I uh oh wait no I got that wrong what would me in the past say if he learned that I gave up and I trekked on and I beat it Bowser's Castle in World Eight could can literally go fuck itself I don't know what he was thinking with whoever built that I don't know who the construction architect was but it was bullshit so long Bowser it took me. After getting through World 8, which in itself was such a pain in the ass, because Nintendo decided, hey, let's just throw Hammer Bros on Hell you. Yeah. And, you know, I stared at them with Vinny for at least, in my lifetime, we're talking, I at least spent maybe three to four hours of my life dealing with these Hammer Bros that I'm never going to get back. Not even the accomplishment of this game is making me feel any less than what I have lost. Did you look at him in the eye? But these Hammer Bros had no pattern, Rich. They were oh, they're rogue AI in Bowser's well, Castle. Well, I told, I was telling Vinny, I said, Vinny, you just gotta study them, learn how they are, learn their behaviors, and then he told me they have no behaviors. They're yeah. advanced. And they were. They were just completely random. They just hop all the fuck around. They throw these ball-peen hammers at you trying to murder. These are the most lethal Super Mario enemies I've ever seen because all they do is literally throw a ball-peen hammer at your head and try to cave your head in. Hell yeah. It's so dangerous. And I've died so many times, but then I finally got past it, and it took me at least maybe a few tries at Bowser's Castle for me to understand that in the beginning it was just one of those puzzle loops where you have to do something special to break the loop, otherwise it keeps repeating yeah. itself. Sadistic. Absolutely sadistic. I almost wrote a letter to Nintendo. And they would have been like, dude, did you just get lost in the mail? When did you write They'll say, can you please call the help hotline? Why don't you... <laughs> can you please? And then it's just on the other phone. You hear the phone ringing, and you just hear, it's Miyamoto. And he goes, I just want to tell you I got your letter, and you can go fuck yourself. Because it was his personal self. <laughs> Do you want to hear the story of how I came up with Starbucks? <laughs> now, <laughs> Miyamoto, you've been drinking? Let me tell you... Let me tell you what happened with Star Fox, too. Like, so I was right. at a shrine, right? <laughs> um, but it was a great game, so now I'm on the Lost Levels. As you were telling me last time, the unofficial official Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan. Yes. Games just as hard. I gave up afterward. I was like, I'll get to this later. Um, but I don't have a lot of time because in four days later on this Friday, get the all three the All Stars game, where I get to play a game that's twenty years old. 
But other than that, I played Hades, That's which I think game. I talked about a few times on these casts. Hades is the uh, Supergiant Games roguelike. Yes. Very, as the name implies, very heavy into Greek mythology in that it is all Greek mythology. You're trying to escape um, basically just the version of Hell, which I think is Tartarus. It's, it's Tartarus, Tartarus, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're playing as Zagreus, which is uh, Hades' son, and you're literally just trying to get to the surface. That's it, just because you want to smell the fresh air. And I've been sitting on this game for at least a good over a year. It's, it's a great game. right on the cusp of being released. Oh, it's excellent. I just want to say, this game is one of the best roguelike games I've played. It's just a beat-em-up through and through where you're just top-down fighting enemies, getting upgrades, going through rooms. And it's got that super rooms. giant flair of, like, just the voice work on these gods is, like, the, the, the big selling point for the roguelike stuff is you are, is it Perseus? What's his name? The, the prince? Uh, Zagreus. Zagreus, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're playing as Zagreus, um, the prince of hell. And basically, as you are trying to get out of hell, um, the other gods, not your father, Hades, are, like, making packs with you to assist you and help you get out. Yep. And Hades is a big dick. He keeps saying, no, you're not getting out, you're not getting out. Ain't gonna happen. And as you go through each stage, you basically go through the different layers of Tartarus, and um, you're fighting, say, the Furies, or you fight Theseus, which is fun, or you're just fighting a, uh, a hy- like a snake, just this Hydra just snake. snake or this serpent. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just like a bone serpent. I didn't even know. I was like, well, this is probably linked to some mythology somewhere, but not to me. Um, you know, I was thinking about just thinking about Supergiant and like how I need to get back to yeah. Hades either way. Pyre yeah. was so fucking good. I never played it. Oh my! You need to play that game, man. But wasn't it? Was it more story based? It was story based. I thought but, it was like supposed to be the strategy well, game or something. Okay. Kind of like. Do this. you know what like the hook of the story is? No. All right. So basically, you um are this guy. They give you like the basic setup for the fantasy world of there are like these forgotten lands that you get banished to when you've committed like an unforgivable crime or whatever. So Did you have sex with a they demon? never explain it. So your your character Aww. gets sent to these forgotten lands, and basically once a year, they let one person return to the world if they win this tournament. Um, I don't remember what the sport is called, but you end up meeting a cast of characters and um, sort of forming a team. I think the name of your team is the Nighthawks. Um, you're taking on the name of like a, a team that was kind of disbanded and forgotten about, and basically once a year. Uh, it culminates in like a prize tournament and the winning team gets to select one of their team members to be sent back to the real world. And it takes place over the course of a few years. If you're really playing it right. Cause you should choose. I, I think you can only basically the way they make you work with all the different characters is cause all the different characters have different stats and are focused better in certain te- in teams, but you need to send one of the people who wins the championship game to the surface so basically, you're losing one of your best players you've been working with for that whole, like, season, quote-unquote. But it makes you the champion, and, like, you can move on. So you need to learn to really work with everybody and their different skills. And the strategy game element of it, it's basically magical basketball three-on-threes. I like it's, it. The gameplay's so fun. You just told me it's like, it's like NBA it, it really is. It's a three-on-three basketball game, but the basketball is magic. Whoa! Um... That sounds so It's so fucking silly. good. Also, one of my favorite characters, and don't ever make the great mistake, is this little, like, weasel muskrat-looking guy. And he has 
Timon? He has like a handlebar mustache. And at one point okay. in the story, he'll ask you how you feel about his mustache. And if you tell him you don't like it, he shaves it. And that's yeah, it? Yeah, his mustache is gone. And I was like, wow. you're a monster. If you weren't like, the stash is fucking mint, bro. Well, with Hades, I have not played Pyre. But with Hades, because I played Bastion, I played Transistor. Hades is, without a doubt, the best game that they made. Other, and I can't I, say it from I what I played. Pyre. I'll play Pyre. Maybe I'll love Pyre and I'll become obsessed with it. Um, but with Supergiant, as even you were saying, you get three core aspects or elements to their games that they always, always persist in the same kind of love and passion. It's the music, the art, and the voice acting. And they always do well with all three of those. You could, and obviously you could say gameplay too, but with Hades... It's an early access title that has been in early access for about a year and a half, I believe. It started on the Epic Game Store. Um, now it's on Steam. This, and it's coming out on Switch. As a roguelike, as an early access title, this is one of the best examples of an early access title that I've seen. Because it's not bland. It does not end up getting stale. Um, it's well worth the price tag of $25 for what you're getting out of it. And you can just pick and choose all these different combinations, enjoying the story. There's just so many layers of this game that they put into it over time that by the time it actually releases, I don't even know what else they're going to be throwing in there. I mean, I always think of Dead Cells whenever I think of the amount of content that they're throwing in here compared to when they started. I think it's definitely on par Um, with that. Like, I remember at launch, like, the first first Fury wasn't even in it at launch. Yeah. And, um... Now with the, and it, keep in mind, it'd been some time since I played it last. Uh, I had been used to just fighting the, the, the first Fury and then going throughout. As I, I even just started playing it maybe for even about a good three to four hours last this week. And I fought the other two Furies and I didn't even think they were in the fucking game. Um, and now it's just a randomization of all of them. So it always has a way of keeping things fresh, still remaining, diff, still being difficult and kind of having that mainstay there. Um, but it's just so goddamn satisfying when you're able to just go through the whole game and just try to beat it. Yesterday was the closest I ever got. I finally got to the end, and it ended up being Hades. And I was like, oh shit, and I died. I was pretty upset, but I was also just equally as excited to keep going because I didn't want the game to end there. Um, and I don't even know if it does, but it's just such an excellent game that I just don't... I, I, I'm always going to talk about it, and when it releases, I'm really excited to see what else they do with it, but without a doubt, just because I'm also a big fan of Greek mythology, it just hits all the right notes, and you can tell that they're respectful to the mythology. Everybody has their own unique style. The voice acting is top tier out the ass, and the graphics are just... It, it just all looks beautiful. So, if you got $25 lying around, you like your roguelikes, you like your Greek myths... I mean, I don't even know what to say. You should just buy this game. It, it's a good game. It's good a no-brainer. Game. I agree. GG, as they say. G. But there is another good game that we are looking forward to, and it comes out tomorrow. So the rumors say it is Splunky Woo! 2. Woo! I'm ready to Spelunk. Rich and I love a good Splunk. We love Spelunking. We love shooting the shopkeeper. You may ask me, Eric, how many times did you play the original Splunky? Shut up. Enough. Yo, bitch. I'm on Splunky 2 now, and I've been following the devs on Twitter for quite some time. If you are not 
getting this game on the radar. I don't know. What do you want to say to them, Rich? I, I don't what's even wrong know what with you? at that point. Yeah, what's wrong with you? The first Splunky came out in 2008. That was 12 years 12 ago. 12 years to get good. This is a tried and true indie title. And at first, I actually think it was one dude or one dude in a small team who I was doing this so, back at yeah. Mossmouth. Um, but pff, get ready because this game is already getting 10 out of 10s. And this has multiplayer now. Yeah. Which it didn't at first. You had to do local. But now we're. But now you can now do online, we're going I believe. Cave together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it is frustratingly difficult. The best way that I can always that I always like to describe Splunky as a friendlier-looking La Mulana, without all the puzzly aspects, but still just as stupid hard. Um, and it's just and it has a way more cuter art style. Yeah, that little Indian. It's just such a fucking you get blast. Lots of fun characters. You start with your little Indiana Jones-looking fella. You even have a pug in this one? Yeah, pug. Yeah, you do. You play as a sloth I with a pompadour. I love Spelunky. There's just so much to be had with this. So, if you didn't play the first Spelunky, who cares? You're getting the better it's one now. for two. It's time. It's going to be $20, I believe. These guys more than deserve it. And I don't think I'm going to play anything else after this. And I think I'm going to abandon everything else that I've played and bought. So, what I just told you about Hades. Oops. Sorry. It's gone. It's going in the Splunky. Hell yeah. Rich? Yes. Did you know that Tony Hawk Pro Skater sold more than a million copies? I did. It's a good game. What do you think the odds are of 3 and 4 coming out now? I think the odds are good. I don't think that should happen. I think they should simply make a new <sighs> Pro Skater title. You think so? You think they're just gonna out it and make a uh, how much? How long? How many did they go up to? Five. They went up to five, five is the bad one. You think they'll come out with? Uh... I think we should get. Now I'll ask you this: You think they'll do six, or do you think they're just gonna do Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? I think they'll just do Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. God damn! It, I really wanted them to do six. I I I don't think it's impossible. I just don't think it's likely. My remaster dream title would be underground i don't think you're gonna get that my desire would be just a new tony hawk pro skater yes. uh because i'll tell you this much i like underground i hate underground 2 um underground 2 sucks. and i've said this in my review of uh tony hawk's pro skater 1 and 2 uh as much as i do like underground the thing that this remaster does really smartly is it adds all of the stuff that came later, except for getting off the board, which was the worst thing they added. Yeah. I could agree. With Underground 2, wasn't it uh, Element versus Birdhouse, or you could it pit them against each other or something? It was Team Hawk versus Team Bam. Fuck that. Underground was so cool... Because you go to one competition in the beginning, I remember, and you got to pick your team. Yeah, and Chad, and then and Chad Muska drives up awesome. in like a PT Cruiser or something, and he's like, "Hey, man, skateboarding's rad," and he throws you a deck. I think I'm going to. Uh, I think this is like the fourth consecutive time I mentioned Underground, and I'm going to keep mentioning it in every episode. One of my favorite things in Underground was how during in the character creator, you could literally just make your head a skull. So I remember as a kid, and I always distinctly have it in my mind too, I made my head a neon blue skull. 
And every time Chad Muska would come back, he'd be like, whoa, Chad Muska? What are you doing? It was like Ghost Rider. it's just Rider. a skull. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Chad, Muska, Chad Muska comes in and he gives you the board. He goes, whoa, dang. As if Chad Muska is just completely unfazed that he's talking to a fucking Chad skeleton Muska head. Chad Muska deals with supernatural And he goes, hey, he goes, goes, party on, dude. And he just goes away. And that's it. And then you even meet Tony Hawk, I believe. Tony Hawk goes, hey, you got some skill. You were talking to a literal Skeleton. fucking skull head. And it made my day. I was giggling back in the day like an idiot because I was thinking, you guys are talking I, to a skull. I remember when character creative started to be so, like, plentiful. And, like, one of the things that, like, I would do often in Tony Hawk games, like, I'm going to make all the X-Men. <laughs> it was it was the best. Eric Sparrow is still one of the top 10 most hated characters in my book he's he was like gary oak if gary oak didn't grow up if, to be such a good if, guy if gary oak knew how to do uh, a tail slide board slide yeah you could i believe in two were you able to get shrek i think shrek was unlockable no unless i was a fucking mod that, that i saw one time of probably of the film argera unlock that you saw Hold on. I have it's to look def- at this. Tony Hawk Underground 2. Shrek. Nope, Rich, it's real. <laughs> no, it can't be. Rich, it's real. I'm this up. Listen, I'm just the messenger. Look, you could, you could look I'm it looking up. looking it up. Shrek was very popular back then. Go on. I'm looking it up. No, that's not real. That How do you know? Be real. Look it up. All the data's there. What the fuck? Shrek is real. I, I know Shrek this is... This is back when Shrek the was fuck? at the height of his popularity. How do you get Shrek and Tony Ox? What the fuck? That's right. I told you. You see? They came into his He's swamp. In the game to so he went into the their half pipes. <laughs> he went out into the real world. They, and one of my favorite things with Tony Ox Underground 2... How did I not know he was in here? One of my favorite things with the Underground Series 2 was that the unlockable character list was so much larger... And it was just so fucking bananas. Like in two, yeah, you could get Shrek. And in let's look, hold on. In one, I hate this. Why do you why do you hate it? What's going on? You no. Like in uh, I know in one Tony Hawk Pro Skater you could get Darth Maul. That, yes, that I know about. Spider Man was in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one. I think Django Fett was in one. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Point is, Tony Hawk was great. Get underground back, starting the petition, then just get a new one back. They could be at the same time by different people. I don't even give a shit at this point. Who, who fucking cares? To- I want to see Chad Muska talking to a human skeleton again to relive my childhood. I really think it'll just, I really think it'll get my life back on track here. It'll just provide all the answers I've been this missing. Is, oh my god. Are, are you going down the rabbit I, hole? I am just kind of looking for the unlockable characters list. His board was just a plank of wood. You get it? Because he, he was in the swamp. So naturally, he also had skateboard wheels. All right, I don't. You feeling alright? Move on. Uh, the X. <laughs> Are you feeling okay? Yeah, should, should I um, just go run through the drop quick? Yeah, give me the. You know what? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Medieval Dynasty comes to PC on September seventeenth. Mini Motor Racing X comes to Switch September seventeenth. Pacer comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One on September seventeenth. Crisis Remastered. Can you run it on your PC, PS4, or Xbox One on September 18th? 
Earth Defense Force 5 comes to PS4 at retail September 18th. Super Mario 3D All-Stars comes to Switch on September 18th. WWE 2K Battlegrounds comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia on September 18th. 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim comes to PS4 September 22nd. Unrailed comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch September 23rd. The Untitled Goose Game Co-op Update comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch on September 23rd. Vigor F2P version, that's free to play, comes to Switch on September 23rd. Going Under comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on September 24th. Gone Viral comes to PC September 24th. Also coming on the 24th are Little Big Workshop to Xbox One, Rip Them Off coming to PC, Serious Sam 4 hits PC and Stadia, Tears of Avia comes to PC and Xbox One, and Tennis World Tour 2 comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That's a big drop. Dad, it is. The only the only real thing you got to pay attention to all that is uh, Splunky. That's they don't call me Spelunking Samuel for nothing. I'm just being honest. That's out tomorrow. That's out already. If you're listening to this, yeah, which is why I, it's that, not that's... in the drop because we covered we talked about it last week, but then we really yeah. talked about it today. I'm just letting the people know a lot of good games on this list. I'm just giving you what you're probably gonna really want. There you go. Uh, so, let's talk about some stuff that happened. Uh, the Xbox prices are here, and you can thank Pringles. Yes! The Xbox prices got leaked. By Pringles. What? By Pringles. It was yeah, Pringles? appeared on a Pringles can ad. Well, we learn something new every day. Xbox got leaked by junk food, and, uh, yeah... So the Series S was first leaked, I believe. Yeah, yeah? just that to thing we've known about, here. but they haven't talked about for months. Um, yeah, the Series S was something that, if you didn't hear about it, well, the evidence was just everywhere, even on other promotional materials that said, "Hey, this code and Game Pass is compatible with the Series S." So the Series so that the was Series new. Series <laughs> S is exactly what everyone thought it was. It's a smaller console with no disc drive, and it's less powerful than the X, but it's got a hell of a good price tag. It's two ninety nine. And I'll be real that's, with you. If you don't have a PC and you don't have an Xbox currently, that's so affordable. And with Game Pass, like, the amount of games you'll have for this box on day one, that's hard to beat. I'll be I'll be actually completely honest, too. If I didn't have the computer where I had Game Pass for Windows, I, this I would, may have Yeah, no, this would be uh, very tempting, because that's very affordable. That's, that's Switch Lite money. And you may be thinking, what? It's less powerful than the One X. Why should I even fucking bother? That's a good question. But I would challenge you to just say, do you genuinely give a shit about the 4K also, capabilities? Also, my, my understanding is the local power is going to be less important going forward because a lot of the games that it otherwise wouldn't be able to handle, it's going to handle via streaming them to you via that Xbox cloud service. Yeah. And to even finish the thought, too, even if you did give a shit about the graphical components and, uh, and the power. No, you could just spend the extra another 200. couple of hundred and get the Series X. Which or is the big boy. you could get the PC. It's true. But the facts are, for the majority of the world, they don't care because they only play a certain number of games anyways. I'm talking about the Destiny people, the Call of Duty people, the sports people. They're only going to play a certain number of games anyways. And for Game Pass, 
that's insane. It's still the most insane deal I've seen in gaming since I've been alive. And that is not going to change anytime soon. So I, if I didn't have a computer, you bet your ass I would have gotten that box. $300, please. Totally. Easy. And it's so small. So small. So, so small. compact. So small. So compact. Um, <coughs> and the only reason why you would want to get a Series X is, yeah, if you just want the graphical capabilities and also just to have more power, which is fine. But damn, that was, that was a good leak. Um, later on, after they released that, Xbox just went whole hog and just decided to announce the whole suite of consoles and their release date, which I believe was what, November 2nd, November 3rd? Uh, I feel like it's the 12th or the 13th. Jesus Christ, I was off by like 10 days. Let's see. Xbox. Yep, I was off by 10 days. Well, you live and learn, as, as they Sonic say. Says. Um, it's November 10th, by the way. Got, Got him. Third time's a charm. Got him. Um,. But yeah, they just released everything, though. They said, hey, listen, it's going to come out on November 10th. Here's the prices. Yeah, it's going to be $300 for the Series S, uh, $500 for the Series X, which is the taller black box. Um, and that's it. That's, that, it. that's what's going down. Uh, Sony, we still don't know, but we probably know by the time you're listening to this. Uh, yes, because Wednesday is the Sony event. And um, uh, also, there, there's rumors of leaked SKUs on this. Um, some SKUs showed up on a European site. Um, and the pricing on those SKUs would suggest what I think is accurate. Uh, two SKUs, one for $499 and one for $399, which makes sense to me as the one without disk drive and the one with. I had a feeling there'd be a $100 discrepancy. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being true. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling think that that's the... what it will be, and the fact of the matter is, like, if you want to go, well, Xbox is a bigger price difference, the PlayStation 5, both those SKUs should be just as powerful just one of them will not have a disk drive. And to me, you and I talked about this earlier. I don't think there's a point in doing two SKUs unless the price difference is at least $100 because otherwise people will not care that much. Well, we talked about back in the day too, back when it was initially revealed. I think we were saying that it would be 50, but it's not going. Like we were talking about possible 50, but there's no it, way. There's no there's no way to justify a $50 I don't think it makes sense discrepancy for, for, for a, a console. marketing perspective because like I would not $50 would not be enough to convince me, like, I should go for the version without a disk drive. I still intend to get the version with a disk drive, but $100 is tempting. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That is, for sure. Uh, so, they'll probably see that. There was kind of a sub-conversation that came out talking about leaks, whether leaks are cool, leaks are not cool, and what people thought of them. Because you know what, all this stuff about Xbox got leaked, Microsoft took it in stride because of course they had to. So they played some fun funds. Yeah. They were funny about it. It got a giggle out of me. Uh, but then people were like, you know what? Others have worked on this for months. Kind of puts a tarnish on the marketing, the PR that they put the work into. It sucks to learn about it this way. It's also... And Rich, I want to get your thoughts. Do you think that that's I think true? leaks suck. Do you think it is a bummer uh, to get leaked? I think leaked? it's a bummer for the people working on it and involved. The thing is, it's so crazy and hard to be sympathetic at this point because I feel like the way this year has gone, messaging has been so all over the place to the point that it was like, just tell us the fucking prices already. It's insane that it's almost October. These boxes are out in a month and a half and we still don't know how much they cost. Like, it's insane. Yeah. 
Or even when they were releasing. Yeah, yeah. For that matter, because we didn't we, even have a specific we, we release had date. To we just kept being told holiday season. Be in November. But like, yeah. it, it's insane that it took us this yep. long to get a price. It was the. It has been the strangest console cycle I have ever been a part of. Sure, the global pandemic's a part of that. At this, at but time with so many people are out of work. Don't you think you'd want to get the messaging out about how much money you need to have set aside for these devices? Even for your events, Sony announced their event, I think it was Sunday at midnight. Well, nobody's working. Like, it was like well, midnight working. on a like, Sunday. They... <laughs> and, they were, and they dropped the announcement. They were saying, oh, hey, you know, we got an announcement coming on Wednesday. It's just such a strange communication cycle. My favorite bit of communication so, was when Xbox uh, put their prices out there, and people were like, maybe Sony will act this week, and Sony was like, we will not. And so... Yeah, we are not going to. Uh, we will still just do what we want because now that the cards are on the table, we can do now as the, we always the, have the whatever ball the fuck is in we want to do. And yeah. we're here to announce the price um, of the PlayStation they were also 5 will be four ninety eight ninety five. The game of chicken between the two of them was crazy, and I am not of the mind to think, you know, uh, they're just waiting for one or the other to drop. I kind of think they were at yes, this point. I believe so. With PlayStation's behavior, with Sony's behavior too, as to how long... When did they reveal the fucking box? May? Was it May or April? <sighs> or was it even June? It was May, I think. It all blends together. Um, they didn't even reveal a goddamn thing for the longest time, even after Microsoft had done it. So it wasn't surprising they were just going to do their own thing at this point. But people I, I had seen on the internet too, which goes in agreement with your point... Everyone's like, oh, now PlayStation's forced to respond now because Xbox came out with their... Bu Dude, it's September. It's like, yeah, they're going to come out sooner or later. They're sure. I mean, at this point, I really thought they were going to wait until fucking October. It's out. It, just go, it's yeah, out it's, it's out next week. <laughs> yeah, it's out now. Out next week. Go go pre-order it. Um, which would have <laughs> been pandemonium. Um, but we don't even know, for PlayStation specifically, which I think we're going to find out Wednesday... What the fucking launch titles are going to be? We sure don't. Nobody we knows. Sure don't. We don't. We genuinely just don't. I mean, you know it'll probably be Spider-Man. You know it's going to be Ratchet and Clank. But that's not going to sell your also, systems. Um, Fingers are crossed for Demon Souls, but I don't think it's going to be on a. I don't think it's going to be on launch. It is, but I don't think so either. Uh, keep an eye out. Uh, Sony also said about a week ago, any PS4 games that launch between now and the release of the PS5 are going to come with a little badge marker on the front of their box. Uh, to let you know whether or not they get a free PS5 upgrade. Looking at you, Control, because I already know your answer. You think they're going to be pressured to just say, like, ah, fuck it, sure, here's a gift to I you mean, guys. it's too little too late. Like, be like, I don't fucking care now, assholes. I mean, if I played Control anyways, I'm not going to want to play it on PS5. Yeah, I know, precisely. I don't, give a, I don't give a shit at that point. Um, But yeah, they're just going to announce their prices. I personally, when it comes to leaks, I think about it with two minds. One is a consumer, and one is a professional. That does not work in that industry whatsoever, but I just mean as a person who works for a living. I can imagine that that sucks. To spend your time, months and months and months, working on graphics and videos to eventually release and announce your product, and that probably blows. But as a consumer, I'm with you. I, it's sometimes it's hard. It's really hard to kind of sympathize with these things because you know what? As a business, I don't know what the fuck their plan was. I don't like, even know bro, what their plan was to we do. Need, we need some information. I mean, we're talking we're talking September here. If Microsoft didn't have this leaked, when would it have been? 
announced? And also, when would Sony have announced it then? Who's th- Nobody who's th- knows. You can't confirm that. So, at this point, do I give a shit? Not really. Genie's out of the bottle there. Do I give a shit? A little bit. <laughs> kind of. But, let's call a spade a spade here, too. Microsoft was leaking their own product well before Pringles did. It was on their Game Pass brochures. Hell God damn yeah. it. It's like, it's like they're shooting themselves in the foot. It's not like this is happening from that. But, I do know that Microsoft is pursuing legal action to the leak, because that is illegal. You cannot that's do that. That's illegal. So, yeah, that's illegal, so you cannot do that. Um, and we'll see what happens and, from uh, there. I'm kind of curious. I, I'm always curious is, to see uh, who did it. legal action against anime, based off what I've seen on Twitter. I saw that he, Eric Trump, googled mob, and immediately, which actually gives me hope for the future, he was met with images of Mob Psycho 100, the anime, and said, we need to put a stop to this, and he was waging war and on I was anime. Like, what is a search engine, and how does it work? Um, <laughs> that's a story on the consoles. We're, you're gonna see, we should know everything by the end of this week for everybody. I want to give, give you um, one last lighthearted story before we rush out of here, and you know what that is? I have good news and bad news. Oh, shit. The good oh, shit. news is you can get Cuphead toys. The bad news is you have to go to an Arby's. No, I'm you serious? don't. No, you don't. Yeah. Like Happy Meal yeah. toys and their Cuphead. At Arby's. I had a feeling Arby's would get into this one day. Ever since their social media took off and they just started pushing anime and games. Can you show me a picture? I'll, I think I'll look it up right now for you. How much is an... Does Arby's even have, like, kids' it meals? It does, apparently. What's it, like, Little little Beef? It's, it's the, the Little Beef and Cheddar. Little, little, little Chickies? <laughs> little, little Chicky little and Cheddar? Little Beef and Cheddar. Can I get the Little Beef and Cheddar with the uh, Cuphead toy on the side, please? The one that's, uh... The one who made a deal with the devil and commits murders? So, can, can I get like some of that? like, paper craft stuff? That's pretty neat. Uh, Social media guy yeah, did a lot like of paper, paper craft, craft stuff or person. Bosses. Let's see what this is. Oh, that's pretty cool. But if it wasn't Arby's, Game On, Kids Me... Well, I've seen everything. I think the world truly has nothing left to offer me in terms of mystery. Uh, Arby's, Game On. <laughs> Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's such a wacky thing, but I dig it. Um, in restaurants now, that ad is even stranger. Um. Okay. Okay. I'd buy it. Maybe. Actually, no, As I wouldn't. As a New Yorker, you know you're not legally allowed to go to an Arby's, right? Does Long Island it's just, count? It's just for tourists. You're not allowed to go to an Arby's. I like their curly fries. I can, I can, I can cut that out. It's not too late. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, you know. Um. But hey, everybody, <laughs> let us know. What do you? What kind of console do you want to get? And do you think leaks are terrible? Do you hate yeah, when you see them? Yeah, tell us more em? about anal leakage. Oh wait, I had one more thing I wanted to mention too. Nintendo announced that they're coming out with another Hyrule Warriors oh, game How did I called the uh, Cataclysm. Uh, the Age of Cataclysm. Yes. Uh, it's a prequel. Yeah, the Age to of Cataclysm. Breath of, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, which is actually kind of it's, interesting. Yeah, it seems really like that's fucking cool and it's kind of crazy like people were speculating and i never thought of this like with how much fervor there is around breath of the wild this could end up being the best-selling muso game ever yeah and even more so just because 
I mean, everybody's probably just going to be curious as to how the game is structured. Uh, for those like who don't know by not playing Breath of the Wild, the cataclysmic event, as the name implies, I mean, it pretty much killed everything. Except for Link so, who took a nap. Yeah, Link decided to actually take a snoozer. He popped some NyQuil and said, I'm not doing this shit. And, I'm sorry, some Z-Quil. I forgot that was, uh, that was one of the products. Years. Yeah. Um, so you're playing as the, the champions who perished... So everyone has the biggest question on their mind, is this game going to end with everybody dying? So, personally, I would think that the story would be extremely compelling if it decided to go down that route. And it makes me curious, because I want to see, how, see they, how they how the tell that story. The final stand is. How do they, and also, like, yeah, it, I want to see what goes on I would on imagine there. every character should have their own arc of, like, where they make their final stand and where those divine beasts end up because of that. Yeah. So, and I really like Musou games anyways. Yeah, they're so, fun. I'm in the target demographic, the uh, but for everybody else, it could bring in new markets. As Rich was saying, it could bring in yeah. new people, fresh blood. And for those who don't know, that original Hyrule Warriors is fucking great. Yeah, I never, uh, I only played very little of it, but I don't own it. It's really good. Never got it. Well, now I got the new one. It's over. Forget that one. It's no. over. Play this one. What are you winking at me for? It's gone. Hey. Ending. Hey. Go on. Finito. Hey. Um, but, Rich... Get the broom. I'm getting the broom. Let's get all these guys uh, out of here. We're done. Okie We're closing Eric, this has been really swell. I want to say thank you to Heather Ramos for our artwork and Ed Biquette for our musically lovely intro. I want to tell you to ask us questions at geckogamespodcast at gmail.com and find us on Twitter. Of course, I'm at the richmeister Zero, and you are at beautiful underscore Eric. It's been our pleasure to be here to talk about Arby's with you. Um, and uh, next time, game on. Oh, I'm gonna get sued.